Okay, so when you promise people you've designed a service for four-year-olds to make it through it, that means I'm talking a lot shorter than normal. (laughs) Having said that, welcome to the table of the Lord. All the other things that we do today flow out of this moment, this experience, where we are reminded, no matter what's going on or what's happening, we have been invited Not because of anything we've done or really that anyone else has done except for Jesus Christ. And there are times in my life where I take that for granted. There are times in my life where I have been honestly too comfortable with that thought. But I'm struck this morning by the extravagance of the love that God has for us that we see in Jesus and we experience to the Holy Spirit in our lives, that we are people who before we're anything else, were loved. And that's what we feast on. Have you, have you ever heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Often it's true in uncomfortable ways. But this morning, we're feasting on hope and joy and faithful love. And so it's not just something that we're taking in, but it's who we're becoming. And I want us to read real quickly a passage in Psalm that touches on all three of these themes of hope and joy and love. And it's fitting that it comes from a prayer. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Our heart rejoices in God because we trust in his holy name. Lord, let your faithful love surround us Because we wait for you. And this image of faithful love surrounding us, it's like us being able to come home to love. For faithful love to be the place where we belong. So I just want to, in the spirit of school, right, I want to ask three questions and then I want to answer them. How can we hold on to hope? Well, because... Our God is with us, helping us, defending us. And that's really important, no matter how old we happen to be this morning, whether we're starting pre-K or we don't even know technically which grade we would be in if we tried to count that high. We need to be reminded that God is not only with us and present, but God is always working to help us and defend us because it's really tempting in our world to try to fight for ourselves, to defend ourselves. And when we get into that kind of place, it's really hard for us to connect with the people around us who need to experience God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit through us. It's hard to be open and to embrace people when we've got our walls up. We don't have to have walls up because we have a God who helps us and defends us. Okay, second question. How can we hold on to joy? Because our trust is in God no matter what happens. Our, our joy doesn't come from how smooth things may be going in any particular day. Our joy comes from the fact that no matter what is going on inside of us or around us, we trust not in our own abilities or in anyone else's abilities, but God to carry us, to be there, and not just to be there with us, but to be there for us. Okay, last question. What are we asking God to do? As people of prayer, 
to help us find a home in his faithful love. To realize that in a world that often tells us maybe we can't get the highest grade in the class and maybe we can't be the one who scores the touchdown or maybe we can't be the first chair in the band, that none of that really matters in terms of your value and your worth. No matter how well you do or you don't do, God loves every single one of us like an only child. We are at home in his love. And so as we take the bread and the cup, and today we're going to do it a little differently, we're going to take the bread and then the cup together, one right after the other, and as we do that, I want you to focus your heart on what what gives you that sense of hope, What, what gives you that sense of joy, and where is it in your life that you most feel at home? And what I want to tell you is we want to be a community that when we gather around the table, we help one another be reminded. We help one another taste and see hope and joy and faithful love. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you so much for this morning for the fact that you call us together as your family and that it's a family that's built on hope and joy and love that is unconditional unwavering, and is absolute. God, when it seems like we can't rely on much of anything else, we know we can depend on you. We can rely on your faithfulness to us, God. Help us feast on the goodness of that truth as we take the bread that reminds us of the flesh of your son, the life of your son that he gave for us, the blood that reminds us that We're all brothers and sisters because of his love for us, because of your love for us, that we belong not only to you but to one another. God, be with us in this moment as we have this family meal. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. I don't know about you, but there are are times that I need visual reminders that I'm not only surrounded by God's faithful love, but I'm surrounded by the prayers of God's people. And you know, the the amazing thing about prayers is that because we speak them to an eternal God, they last forever. And my guess is there are prayers in the heart of God that were prayed centuries ago for us that God is still honoring. Someone who, who prayed for their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren, all the people who would come behind them. And they, they asked for God to watch over us. They asked for God to give us hope and joy and love in a world that tries to steal those things from us. And it's one thing to say that and, and recognize it. It's another thing to actually have that conviction at the heart of who we are. That we are people of prayer that we're held up by prayer, that we're held together by prayer, that God does specific things in our lives because somebody else asked for God to do it. And I know it's just butcher paper and markers and tape, but look around. It's in every every single face, every seat that's filled with a soul and a spirit. All of these people were... We don't just believe in a God who's pulling for us. I'm pulling for you. And I trust that you're pulling for me, that you're wanting what's best for me. And so as as we have a day like this where 
we, we set aside time to do something that's a little different, to kind of wake us up to the, the reality that there are these natural moments in our year where we step back and we think about what's about to happen and the kind of season of life we're about to step into. That's exactly what the first day of school, the, the first month of school, the first game and the first concert and the first time you do the halftime show, right? All of those firsts. God's with us. God is for us. And so are we. And so I just encourage you, if you have moments in this upcoming school year where you're tempted to feel alone, you're tempted to, to not hold on to hope or to joy or to that belonging that comes from God's faithful love, that you'll remember this moment, that you'll imagine all of these, these words, these drawings, these prayers that people have offered to God for you and rest in that embrace. Now, before we conclude our service this morning, I was going to say dismissed, but I'm not really going to dismiss you. I'm going to send you out, <laughs> right? So nothing's really coming to an end here. But as, as we conclude our, our worship time together, I do want to point out two things. One is the insert. And I know there are far too many words on both sides of that insert. But every single word matters. Because on one side, those words are names. And the people in our church family who work in some capacity at schools. And we, we want to know those names so that as we have times of prayer beyond this morning, we can be specific to God as we lift people up. And I want to encourage you to do that. Don't lose the insert. You know, if you've already lost it, we have extras. You can pick one up on your way out. Hold on to this insert. These names matter. Now, on the other side, we've had various people in our church family write prayers for students of different life stages. I love this. Um, this is going up on our refrigerator at home so that we can have these moments as we pass in the, the comings and the goings of our, our regular everyday lives that we, we are reminded of the fact that we belong to a church family with students of, of all ages and all backgrounds and all experiences, and we want to lift them up to God, and we want to do it in ways that are fitting for where they are in life. So, again, this, to me, this is one of the most important inserts we give out ever in the year. It's not just an update. It's not just news. This insert can help us in our spiritual lives and our spiritual journeys, and so I want to encourage you, hold on to it. And imagine a child that you're praying for. Now, having said that, last year, for the first time, uh, we made it available where you could choose a, a student's name and you could commit to praying for them throughout the school year. I got J.D. Heatwall, and J.D. had a lot of different experiences this year that none of us knew uh, that J.D. and his family were going to go through. And it helped me so much to know that I was praying for him and lifting him up and it gave me an ability to talk with him uh, because it wasn't just like I was walking up to him out of the clear blue, right? I was the person who signed for his name and promised to pray for him. So uh, I, I want you to consider doing that. The, the cards are out and the, the table's in the lobby. You may have already picked one up. Make sure that you fill out the form so that we know you're the one who has promised to pray for that student. It's not so much that I believe prayer itself works. I believe the God we pray to works. And if we have an opportunity to do that for one another, we need to do everything in our power to step into that moment and do what we can.
to help one another experience that faithful love of God that carries us through. So, you made it. Especially those of you who have been worried about getting through this service. We made it. But as we sing this last song, I want you to sing it as a blessing. Not just over you and your family and the things that you're aware of, but to hold in your heart everybody here, all the lives that are intersecting in this moment. Because this last song we're going to sing together is a prayer. And I don't want us to get to the point where we're not listening to the words we're singing. I want us to mean every word we sing as we ask the Lord to bless us and keep us. Would you stand together as we sing this prayer? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace and give you peace. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Be gracious. The Lord be gracious. Gracious unto you.